I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here. And look, you have to have uh, discernment. You have to have godly discernment, and you're really going to need it. I fear very soon with a lot of the technology that's out there right now. In fact, we're, we'll soon be doing a program on, on uh, artificial intelligence because I'm seeing some things right now uh, that are frightening. And when a lot of the experts in that field are like, hey, we need to back off this, you, you know something's going on. But just in daily life, we need to be able to discern because you can't always believe what you see and hear or your feelings about them. Uh, in fact, sometimes some things that seem great, they're, they're not. And that's why you need the Holy Spirit to be that inside voice and say, no, and you got to learn to listen to it. Even when with our own eyes, it doesn't seem to make sense. We're going to talk about some of that today. In fact, the title of um, my guest book is Why Bad Looks Good. And it's written by Wendy Patrick, and you're going to find her background fascinating. But really, this is a very basic thing, and we have to employ it on the levels that she's talking about uh, in the book, and it will it's something you will build on for the very near future in discernment, uh, making decisions, and protecting yourself, frankly. Wendy, welcome to Life Today Live. Uh, Randy, thank you for having me and for teasing the book. It really is a, a, a labor of love. So give us a little bit of your background, because uh, you know, I went to your website and I went, whoa, this is not your typical Christian book author. <laughs> Well, I'm a career prosecutor. I uh, started my career as a defense attorney uh, almost 30 years ago, have been a prosecutor for about 28 years. Um, but, you know, my, my midlife crisis was not buying a new car, but earning new degrees. I went back to school after having uh, practiced for 15 years. I went to seminary and earned a Master in Divinity. Then I went and earned a PhD in theology. Wow. Then I embarked on the process of being formally ordained all while keeping my day job as a, a deputy district attorney. And along the way, I've authored several books, but this most recent book, I do have to say, um, is the title of a Psychology Today column I've been writing for about 10 years. I have about 700 articles I've published there, Jeez. all about why bad looks good. And in my almost 30 years of practice and working with victims, I've just seen the same pattern over and over, Randy. And it's not a pattern that's unique to criminal law. It's a pattern that's unique to every living person being uh, mis misled, misjudged, misinformed by somebody that looks good, sounds good, makes us feel good. It is just too easy to trade in reading glasses for rose-colored glasses and then miss some of the red flags that are often flying right in front of us. So I realized that one of the best places to go for wisdom and to make better choices is not the self-help aisle in the bookstore or anything you'll find there, but the world's bestseller, which of course is the Bible. Mm. Okay. Not Harry Potter. It's getting close. Not Harry uh, Potter. That's okay. number two. Right? <laughs> number two. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, um, before we get to the points, I'm curious, how have the principles that you're talking about in this book 
how, how have they been reflected in the in the courtroom for you? Because I'm you know you see people who have made some bad decisions uh, and walked into some things. I'm just curious. This is I mean this is something you you see play out on a regular basis, right? On a regular basis, Randy is is correct. Um, for whatever reason, most of my career has been spent prosecuting domestic abusers, mm. sex crime, uh, sex crimes defendants, mm. child molesters human traffickers, sexually violent predators, and in a lot of those cases, it has to do with victims that put their trust in the wrong individuals. Mm. So I've always had this passion on what can we learn proactively to help separate the dangerous from the desirable. I mean, my PhD thesis was about lessons from the dark side. You know, what can we learn about the way some of these manipulators are able to lure intelligent, worldly, experienced victims? You know, these are some of the concepts that everyone can learn from. You know, I teach classes uh, in, you know, recognizing a domestic abuser or a sex crimes offender on the first date. What are some of the things you look for? What do they say? What do they do? What do they post online? So yes, I see a lot of it play out in the courtroom. But I also see a lot of it play out in people's personal lives, in cases that are never reported to authorities. The things that people share with me, sometimes that happened years ago, the statutes of limitations had long ran, mm. but they were also victimized in a fashion that in retrospect, they should have seen coming. Why didn't they, they ask. So a lot of that wisdom goes into my decision to write this book and to decide what chapters to include. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, most of us, we, we don't necessarily get involved in illegal activities that land us in a courtroom, but we still make choices uh, and, and we can be pursuing the right things. Sometimes what we choose looks really good, but it's not. How do we... How do we know when something that seems to be, you know, beautiful, beneficial, uh, but is actually detrimental? How do we learn to discern between what is actually good and right? Well, I'll answer that on two levels. Uh, the book talks all about biblical wisdom, and the more we know about what Scripture says, the easier it is for the Holy Spirit to prompt us when we're in a situation, when we might be at a fork in the road deciding which direction to turn. The other is a God-given gift of instinct. All of us can relate to somebody that made us uncomfortable, mm -hmm. or maybe somebody even that we were dating that we just felt a little unsettled with the relationship, guess what? That's your instinct kicking in saying, this is not right. This is not comfortable. There should never be any anxiety involved with trust building and getting to know somebody. And it's just one of those little red flags that innately we appreciate. We don't want to ignore it because it means something. Now put those two things together. You've got your God-given instinct and you've got the God-given word, which keeps us from the lure of the world. There is scripture in there that helps us make good decisions in every area from money to marriage, health to happiness, gossip to greed. There are so many different areas that if we're familiar with the Bible, which you can be if you read this book because I've really pared it down <laughs> into 26 different areas, you're going to be in a very good place to be able to allow the Holy Spirit to prompt you when you are faced with a difficult decision or even faced with something that just gives you pause. It should if it involves something that doesn't make you comfortable. Mm -hmm. I, I, are women just better at this? Because in my experience, women are better at this with the <laughs> instinct. 
I don't know whether women or men are better at this. I think anybody can be good at it if you are equipped with the right tools. So equipping with the right tools means, of course, what is the biggest weapon in our arsenal? That's the word. The word is a weapon, but you have to know it. You have to read it. And I'll give you a couple of examples from some of my favorite chapters. Um, I start out in chapter one with talking about the deception of public perception. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what scripture says, some people might be lured into believing, well, social media influencers are talking about it, so everybody's doing it. No, everyone's not doing it. This is the, the a vocal minority sometimes makes it sound like deviant ideas are mainstream. They're not. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know any better and you don't know the people involved to be able to see whether there's any fruit uh, as a result of their life, you wouldn't necessarily know better. So some of the chapters have uh, titles that you might expect when bad is beautiful, misjudging a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Dressed for deception, wolves in sharp clothing. But I also have a chapter that is near and dear to my heart as a litigator, somebody that literally argues for a living. When bad sounds good, the seduction of a silver tongue. How many of us believed what we wanted to believe? I call this bittersweet nothings. Maybe somebody is buttering us up, flattering us, making us feel good. How tempting it is to be drawn in to somebody that really seems to think the world of us. You know, it's kind of like when somebody is pouring on the flattery a little too thick, we say, okay, what do you want? That's not always a bad question, especially if you don't know the person well enough. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot there in terms of not just looking and listening, but how does somebody make us feel? You know, the perfect uh, the example for my day job is, Human traffickers that go to shopping mall food courts, for example, because that's where the young people who are too old to be constantly supervised and too young to drive are often dropped off by their parents thinking, ah, they'll be safe there for the afternoon. This is where it's a, a, maybe I'll call it a hunting ground, for lack of a better word. You may have traffickers that go and show attention to young girls that maybe aren't the prettiest or the most popular, that aren't used to getting attention. Boy, that feels pretty good to a 12 or 13-year-old who is finally getting the attention that they're only used to seeing their classmates receive up to this point. Or it's it's exploiting vulnerability in other areas. Maybe somebody's area of vulnerability is they don't think they're smart enough, successful enough, talented enough, a good enough athlete. You know, smart manipulators know enough to be able to look and listen and figure out where do they move in for the kill if they want to unduly influence someone. So there's all kinds of scripture that, that guards against, if we know it, being drawn in by people that are saying all the right things for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, and you know when you get when you uh, consider the spiritual aspect to this, um, and you know people people can kind of come and go in in a sense. You know they they can be okay one day, they can be influenced by the wrong spirit the next day. How important is it that we learn to? Yes, see the people, especially those who would be a threat to us. But in general, everyday life, look beyond the physical and and try to discern the spirits, as the scripture would say, in every situation, including with ourselves. Sometimes just looking in the mirror, we need to discern that spirit. 
That's right. Test the spirits. See if they come from God. You know, the way you do it is making sure what, what somebody says is consistent with Scripture. Mm. Making sure what somebody is asking you to do is consistent with Scripture. That's why you need to know the Word. Because think about it. There are lots of things that go on today that aren't explicitly mentioned in the Bible. Yet, there is enough there to work with where it's not difficult to figure out what the right answer would be in God's will. And that's why, you know, you look at all of these different areas so closely. And if you're examining someone else, because this book really is, yes, it's true. We want to make sure we don't make bad choices, but we also want to make sure we're not victimized. This book was inspired to help people prevent themselves from becoming victimized by smooth talkers, by intelligent, worldly, attractive people, by people that are peddling the wrong ideas, making it sound like it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. So, for example, some of the other chapters along those lines are when, when risky looks rewarding, when darkness looks desirable, when frenemies look like friends, when immoral looks normal. And there's also these kinds of things about, you know, the fantasy of first impressions, the rapture of riches. What have we seen in the Jeffrey Epstein case with all of these plush homes and all these celebrities Mm -hmm. flying around on private jets? Somebody with a lot of money, a lot of clout, and a lot of things make it seem like this glamorous subculture is okay without really asking the tough questions or trying to figure out what is really behind all of this. You know, that's that instinct sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling uncomfortable with the rapture of riches, there's probably something there to look at. I mean, think about it. Why do so many lottery winners not only end up going bankrupt, but committing suicide? What is it about having too much of a good thing that leads us down the path to destruction. So there's a lot that makes you stop and think whether whatever you see somebody else showcasing or offering to you is really a good idea. I mean, Randy, don't we all know that the best things in life are free? <laughs> Love, a good laugh. I mean, think about the things that make us happiest during the course of our day. They're free. What, what does that tell us about the way God equipped us to actually enjoy life? That's good. We're talking to Wendy Patrick. Uh, This is her book, Why Bad Looks Good, and you can follow her. Go to her website and see all the different places and things she's doing at wendypatrickphd.com. And, I, you know, it's easy for us, Wendy, to go, yeah, we see you mentioned Epstein. It's like, oh, yeah, it's in the world. This is in the church, too. Yeah, you know, you look at people that seem to have a lot of, um, let's say, prosperity or a lot of money or a lot of clout, and then you have to go back and see, is that consistent with Scripture? Mm-hmm. You know, there are lots of people that have a lot of money and give it all the way to God, and they just seem to be getting more, which, by the way, is biblical. You give and you receive. Mm-hmm. But there are other people that don't exhibit the fruit in their life that you would expect if they're walking with the Lord the way they say they are, which, again, you notice an under current here, Randy, if you don't know what the Bible says, you have no baseline with which to compare what you see, what you hear, what you perceive, what somebody says, the way they look, what they drive. You know, there's a reason we don't see our pastors pulling into the church parking lot driving a new Ferrari. It's not the look that they want to be exhibiting. You know, if they've got a nice house and they invite everybody over and they share what they have, that's one thing. But you've got to know what the Bible says uh, in order to have that wisdom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of the reason along those lines that I wrote this book, Randy, was not just for my Christian brothers and sisters, but for my secular friends who I am hoping 
will become my Christian brothers and sisters. Mm. Because what do they always say to me? Ah, the Bible's too thick. There's no way I can get through that. Well, guess what? This is a teaser. This is 26 chapters to get you interested Hmm. in learning more about what's in the Bible. Because I guarantee if you read these chapters and you read that scripture, you're going to want to know more. (laughs) Because the Bible isn't a list of thou shalt nots. Mm -hmm. It's a list of ways in which you can make your life better, richer, happier, healthier. Who wouldn't want that? One thing you do touch on um, is is the the idea of being really, really busy in life. And when I look at you, uh, uh, you know, prosecutor, <laughs> living in L.A., working in San Diego, I'm guessing you've got something going on in your car like Audible. I mean, I got a 45-minute commute, commute, uh, commute, rather, so I'm an Audible fan. I'm just wondering, what what do you do when, in the car? Because that's a long time. But that aside, you've also... <laughs> You're the only guest I've ever had on who played the violin in a rock band. Is, is that right? Um, yes. And, yes, that's uh, right. I also play uh, classically with the La Jolla Symphony. And I can tell you that, you know, all of those areas are a ministry. Uh, everything is a ministry, being well-rounded, doing a lot of different things with a lot of different groups of people. Um, all of that really inspired me to write this book and just meeting so many people, seeing so many scenarios. You know, Randy, I gave you the example of there's a group of folks I see sadly because they've been victimized, but then there's an entirely different group that have also been victimized but have never reported the crime. Or maybe it's not a crime. Maybe it's a bad decision and it has deeply impacted the scope of their life. They're survivors in a sense that didn't involve the criminal justice system, but really impacted them personally. People share their stories with me in all of these scenarios. And that's why I'm just so passionate about trying to figure out, you know, how can I make this palatable to people regardless of their faith background to see that there's a better way Mm -hmm. and there is some really great guidance to be had within scripture Mm -hmm. that'll prevent people from being victimized again that'll equip them with the tools they need to make better decisions in the future and i have to say i'm the eternal optimist and i always want to end with a silver lining so i actually conclude the book with a chapter on envisioning a bright future. And the reason I do that is I am often asked, people know I've been a prosecutor for almost 30 years. They say, aren't you just terribly jaded and you just see the worst in people and you think that you see a crime around every corner? Actually, no. What I have learned is that most people are good. And that is why I end with saying, hey, you know, it's it's great to be able to see the red flags, but don't miss the green lights. People are sometimes genuinely as good as they look. They're attractive and approachable and kind, generous, trustworthy. They're authentic when they give you praise and want to spend time with you. Don't miss that simply mm. because you're well-equipped to recognize the other. So you are you are busy, but you are productive at the same time, and I think that's key. That's wonderful to hear. Let me ask you this last question for you, uh, and let's not forget to mention your radio show, by the way, for those that are out in, in that area. Have you seen anyone, uh, whether it's related to your job or outside of it, but has gotten these ideas, taken hold of them, employed them into their lives, and it made a big difference? Have you seen some turnarounds in anyone's close to you's life because of this? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, I see it every day. I see it in the survivors mm -hmm. that I work with. I see it in friends, fans, and followers. I cannot tell you how many people share stories with me about how uh, turning to the Bible, turning to the Word has just turned their life upside down, revolutionized their approach, their hope, their happiness, their health. I mean, they talk about, you know, the just everything is better and richer and more colorful mm -hmm. and more fun when you're walking on the right path, when there's light on your path, which by the way, is also one of the themes throughout scripture. You know, walk where there's light, don't veer up into the bushes where you can't see where you're going, where you're stepping or, or who you're gonna become involved with. Um, my radio show is called Today with Dr. Wendy. It's on KCBQ radio. Um, it's every Saturday at 6 p.m. Pacific. And it, we try to showcase on our show and I've had you know, just a, an illustrious array of guests, both secular and within the within the Christian um, tradition as well, that also I try to say, you know, we're headlines with a silver lining. We want to do everything we can and showcase the guests that we want to be able to make people's lives better. So yes, I have seen that turnaround and almost everything I'm involved in is to try to figure out how can we equip others to really note that this is possible for them as well. Yeah, well, you've done a good job in putting it into a book nice and simple for people like me to understand and i appreciate that is there anything you have before i uh, want to add before i let you go appreciate your time today just think thank you for what you do and for for showcasing the the stories that you do and just the good fight that you put in every day i'm glad there are people like you on the air and it's been a pleasure to join you for a bit of time today i absolutely appreciate all you guys out there watching you get a little more wisdom, get a little more discernment, pick up the book, Why Bad Looks Good by Wendy Patrick, and uh, follow her at her website. And if you're out in that area, listen to a radio show, well, wherever you're at, you can get it on the internet. Uh, come back. We'll see you next time here on Life Today Live.